listening to KZAA LP Santa Barbara 96.5 FM Gaza Radio won't even play my team FCC won't let me be Drive, yeah Will I make it if I walk there? Will I make it if I walk there? Don't forget me, don't forget Don't forget your name Yo, yo, what is up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to this pre-recorded Your Life in America special edition Sound and Fury 2022 weekend recap. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> but yeah, I'm joined by my good friend Nick from In Time, Plausible Deniability. Nick, what's up? What's up? Um, nothing, just woke up like an hour ago. Um, went to a noise show yesterday. It was going a lot later than hardcore shows, I think. But uh, yeah, I just woke up. Solid. Um, yeah, listen to the interview I did with Plausible Deniability for a little bit more about the noise scene. Super cool. Yeah, it was a fun one. For sure. Um, okay, so what we're going to do is a Sound and Fury 2022 weekend recap. Because I had a lot of fun. I know Nick had a lot of fun. It was a crazy experience overall, uh, different than any any like real hardcore event or show I've ever been to. Um, and I had a really, really good time. Um, and so I wanted to take some time to talk about it. I don't normally do this on the on the radio show. It's like I do one hour interview, one and done and we're out. But this is California's Fest and I had a fun time and Nick and I hung out the whole weekend so we're gonna nerd out and talk about it um we're basically gonna go over like the location food um you know that kind of stuff stage setup sound and then we're gonna do uh some top three lists for overall performance personal uh emotional fulfillment because <laughs> That's always been a thing to me since I've been into hardcore is that feeling you get after seeing a band you love um, that's like nothing else in the world. Um, and then crowd response. At the end of the episode, there's also a 40-minute playlist that Nick and I made of our favorite songs that were performed live at Sound and Fury. But yeah, all right, let's get into the Sound and Fury recap, man. I'm so excited. Let's do it. Yeah, I'm pumped. Um, okay, first let's talk location. So the fest took place at Exposition Park in Los Angeles. Um, and we'll do pros and cons on the location and you can start, go for it. Uh, we're starting with pros? Pros. All right. PMA. M biggest pro I have to say um, was I was really stressed about parking, um, being that it was like at a park. And I was like, oh, it's, it's going to be terrible. Um, the first day, Dylan and I drove together with my partner and our friend Diego. Um, and it was like 15 bucks, right, to park in like a shaded, uh, like underground garage. And that was really cool. Um, day two, Sunday, my partner and I drove together. Um, and I didn't have $15 cash. And I was already running late. And I really wanted to watch World Peace. And I actually found free parking in a neighborhood like across the street. So I will say parking for, I mean, there was 5,000 people there. And the fact that I could find parking like less than eight miles from the place, it was really good, let alone right across the street. So that was really cool. 
Sure. Um, I think it's cool. Um, you know, it, many of us, myself maybe included, might have like things like where it's like worrisome that hardcore is like the biggest thing on earth right now. <laughs> but uh, it was awesome that like 5,000 people who wanted to go to a hardcore fest could go to a hardcore fest. Um, what else was cool about it? I mean, and you know what? Uh, again, I, I was a little worried um, about uh, shade and things like that. But there was a, a really big tree that sort of served as like a, hey, if you get lost during the set, meet up here after. And it was good shade. And it never seemed even like during the crazier sets like Gulch and stuff that like those shade spots kind of always seemed like off limits. Like no one would like mosh there. Um, so that, that was a big plus. It was big. It was like certainly big. Um, but uh, I thought it was a, I thought it was pretty cool. I'd never been to Exposition Park before. Um, but I'd probably go again. I mean, if Sound of Fury is there next year, I'm going to go. Um, I liked it. I think, I think I liked it. I think I liked it. I was worried about the outside. I was worried about 5,000 people at a hardcore fest, like what that looked like. But I think I was actually pleasantly surprised of, you know, oh, hardcore is getting bigger and it, it can work. Like 5,000 people at a hardcore show can work. You know what I mean? I was pleasantly surprised and um, that's really cool. For sure. It's all good because I think 3,000 of those people were in the brain dead merch line the whole time. So... <laughs> <laughs> straight up and the, the rest are in the beer garden huh yeah um no i agree i uh i think exposition park is such a historical los angeles place uh you know the coliseum um the science center like it's such a classic los angeles staple i thought it was cool that it was there seeing the la coliseum in the background all day was really cool um seeing the george lucas museum under construction was really cool oh that's what that was yeah dude it looked like like a like a bad guy's like palace from a sci-fi <laughs> movie being built like it looked all evil yeah i know i thought that was cool um i agree that the parking was dope like once we figured out parking it was totally awesome to just pay 15 dollars and be in that parking easy. structure which wasn't even far away to walk uh to like where the fest was um I thought the like the grounds were big enough for everybody. You could walk around and get around without feeling like you were trapped. Mm -hmm. uh, the yeah, the only thing I'll add is the bathrooms, dude. Bathrooms were on point, man. There was like a gang of bathrooms. There's so many. Hey, you know what's crazy? I didn't drink any water. <laughs> I mean, like I drink water, but not like as much as like a human who's sweating for twelve hours should drink. I use the bathroom once at Sound of Fury. <laughs> no, Nick, I'm the same way because, like, when I get really excited, I forget to use the bathroom. I just uh, didn't pee on Sunday. <laughs> Sick. Uh, but they had, they had these, like, crazy, like, portable urinals that you could, like, stand up, like, as a guy and use. In For real? Yeah, they were, it's hard to explain. They were really weird. Um, but I thought the bathrooms were cool. Um and yeah, parking was great. It was big enough. Exposition Park, classic LA uh, spot. So I thought, you know, location overall was dope. Um, but we there was some negatives, uh, some cons, not, not too many, but uh, you can start with any cons you may had 
may have had for the location? Um, I think the only cons I would have, and it's really no fault to Sound and Fury or even Exposition Park. Um, there was a couple times, especially Sunday, when some of the earlier bands were like my favorites on the bill. It was like, you know, the heat of the day. Um, and it was pretty muggy those days. Like it was like a little sticky out. Um, I wish I had like brought a change of shirts because um, it was it, it was a little nasty um, during the day. But as it got to nighttime, both days were actually really nice nights. Um, but it was a little muggy during the day. Again, it's not really the location's fault or Sound and Fury's fault. It's just sort of a hazard of doing an outdoor festival. Um, and then the only other big thing would be like the dust cloud. Um, <laughs> but again, that's just like, the hazard of an outdoor show um bands i've been in or shows i've watched plenty of times have been outside and you know it's just um you just deal with the dust but man i had a shirt i really liked it was a like white t-shirt and i've washed it three times since uh sound of fury and i don't really think it's like wearable anymore it looks like insane now <laughs> hanging up on the museum wall dude <laughs> yeah honestly Oh, and then my my white Adidas that I was wearing are like also like completely toast now. Yeah, my my Vans that I wore extremely dirty. Yeah. Piece. <laughs> um. Yeah, dude. Same. Like the weather, I think, is uncontrollable. Like. Right. It's like it was kind of hot. Um, I felt like the tree was cool for shade, but there could have been maybe like a couple more tents that were set up like specifically to chill under for shade yeah um maybe some misters yeah like some something like that it definitely yeah. was hot um uh the water i thought it was really cool that they had free water dude like it, i didn't get any <laughs> but <laughs> but more times than not when i went there they were out of water and they were like oh we don't know when there's more water coming so definitely would say like due to the heat and the dust more continual water supply but i thought the fact they did have free water overall was cool um that was cool yeah the uh i'll let you touch on the food drink and merch because i did I, I wasn't involved in any of that um sure but the dust was crazy dude like it was a lot so when the mosh started on Saturday, there was still grass from what I remember, uh, at least when I, like when I ran in, so we got in and I literally sprinted from the entrance to the, <laughs> the broken bow set. I watched and, that. It was so funny. <laughs> apparently a lot of like, I've gotten some response and people have told me like, yeah, dude, we saw you run in out of nowhere and just dive on a bunch of people during the broken bow set, that was <laughs> which was cool. Cause I was hyped about that. I remember looking back and telling you like, dude, I'm literally going to run. And I did. Um, I started, I started cracking up, dude. That was so funny. Yeah. But, uh, cause, and I remember like coming up from the dive and moshing and there was still grass. So once the grass was no longer though, the, the mosh got really sketchy because it was so freaking dusty, dude. Like, yeah. And blowing it out through my nose. Um, Dude, I don't know yeah like i don't know if there's a solution to that maybe throw down some astroturf or something but like pieces of wood the dust was hazardous by the by like by like the end of the first day um and yeah like i pulled up for spy 
mosh and stage dives and I had like dust in my eyes and sunblock in my eyes and I was like really struggling yeah and spy was I think the one where I realized I was like yeah. oh this is like this is, this is actually pretty bad this is messed up yeah yeah I, I think I had the same thing like sunscreen in my eyes and like like dust all over my shirt that I liked you know you, you wear like a cool shirt to sound and fury and then you're like oh cool now i'm just like the dirtiest person alive right now with the other five thousand dirtiest people yeah for sure but you know what man you gotta risk it all for the core you know yeah i guess you do huh um and yeah that's really the only the only negatives i could say was the inconsistent water supply the dust and um, a little bit lack of shade. Um, but yeah, if you want to talk about food, drinks, and merch, go for yeah, it. Yeah, let's do it. Um, I thought the merch setup was pretty good. It was like pretty um, like traditional Sound and Fury, or really it was like traditional show style. Um, I remember Sound and Fury 2017. Um, something I didn't like so much about the merch was it was like they kind of did it like a pop-up shop where you actually had to like, leave the venue and walk down the street a little bit into like a store which was like that. I remember that yeah it was it was kind of a cool vibe honestly but like if I wanted to like get some you know what actually it wasn't the worst because it was just like um you could grab like you could leave grab merch go to your car and that was cool yeah what was cool this time though and like I think they had it this way at 2019 as well um is no 2019 you were in that you were in that other room so actually the basement this was the best one because even if you were in line for merch you could still just look to your left and and watch the band play Mm -hmm. and that was cool you know it was like like i said like traditional show style the way some you know most shows you go to the merch is just in the room with the band um the lines weren't i mean the gulch line was like insanely long but (laughs) what are you going to do? You know what I mean? It's the the last gold show and like sort of in the, uh, the uh, footsteps of cold world, like Gulch merch has just become like streetwear at this point. Yeah. Um, My partner and I waited in that line. uh, And I got, I got the last, I'm the last human being to buy a Gulch hat. So that's safe. Uh, I didn't wait in the brain deadline. Um, I didn't have $54 for the t-shirt. (laughs) but uh i mean that's sick it's sick that like a company like braindead put it on you know um and like that's rad um i bought i bought a good amount of merch um i bought the world piece seven inch um i bought both records spy had available one of which i've already bought once but my last apartment um no respect going out to sophie thousand oaks threw away after i had moved um and uh i got i got a gulch t-shirt and a gulch hat um and then i got tony from bent blue shout out tony shout out Bent blue they're on tour um i got his partner daniela a fiddlehead shirt that i'm not sure if i'm supposed to mail or um just give to him next time i see him which i uh promptly dropped in a really nasty gutter uh at doomies after son of fury so it sorry happened, Tony, sorry Daniela. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah the merch wasn't bad um food uh sound of fury kind of already addressed this it was like festival prices but what was if i want to like look on the positive end of that what was a lot better um was 
every other Sound and Fury. Sound and Fury 2017, I believe, did not have food inside. Sound and Fury 2019, uh, those are the two I've been to prior, had Cena inside, but that was the only option. So all those Sound and Furies, you either had to use your in and outs before five and walk or drive somewhere down the street. This one, there was everything you could want. If you wanted pizza, that's cool. If you wanted ice cream, there was like ice cream. If you wanted like Cena, there was Cena. If you wanted the pupusas, there was that. There's a couple of different options. So you didn't have to eat the same thing for lunch and dinner both days. And yeah. you didn't actually have to leave. I don't think I, I either days I didn't use the in and out privileges. Actually, um, I didn't leave the festival grounds either days. Um, so that was cool because you didn't have to use gas or like go somewhere else where you had to like sit down and like, you know, be at a restaurant. Um, Cena is like kind of an L.A. staple. It was cool. It's cool that they've done it uh, at least twice now. Maybe they did it 2018. I don't know. Um, the pupusas were really good. Um and I kind of leaned into the festival thing and got like a, like a frozen lemonade and stuff. It was pretty fun. So sick. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. It was cool. Um, yeah, for sure. I, I, yeah, I, I'm just weird and I just don't like to eat when I'm moshing and stuff, but, um, yeah, all the feedback I heard about the food was that it was dope. Um, yeah, I definitely noticed the frozen lemonades. Um, yeah, I thought all the, like everything being in one central location and having access to food, merch, water, um, everything like that. I thought it was great. I thought it was really cool. Um, yeah. And here's the thing, like if you didn't like the food prices, which I mean, it's fair that like, you know, if people don't like, it's kind of, that was like expensive for sure. But when you were allowed to go out until five and you yeah, exactly. like McDonald's um, or like Carl's or something. Yeah. And I just think like going into a weekend, like Sound and Fury weekend, I'm kind of already expecting to spend some money anyways. So yeah, I go into thinking like, this is my vacation. I'm just yeah. going to have fun. Yeah. Um, okay. Before we get into bands, I want to definitely talk about the stage setup. Um, oh, okay. Let's do it. You and I, and I think in our local scene are really big on like intimacy and shows. Um, yeah. Stage diving stage diving with no stage moshing um pile up sing along all the things that make the live hardcore performance you know what it is right um, and so when i ran in from the entrance to the broken bow set <laughs> I, like, What's this? I wasn't i wasn't i didn't know what to expect dude because from the line you could see like okay these are two big stages like they went like these are big you know they have those giant like row, like vertical row PA speakers. Um, I mean, you could hear the kick drum from the back of the line. Like, yeah. So I didn't know what to expect, honestly. Like I thought it would be like, maybe like a Regent size stage. Just like, I had no clue. Um, so I ran all the way in from the entrance to the broken valve set and I got to the front and I, was, and I saw the little platform thing. And then I saw the big stage and then I was like, dude, the band's like so far away. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like it was weird. I was, I was really like thrown off by it. Um, but you know, I just was like, okay, I guess I'm going to jump up on this platform and dive. And so that's what I did. And it seemed like that's what it was being used for. Apparently that was the first dive of the day. Really? So <laughs> sick. That's what I was told by, sam from anxious who i interviewed earlier this week um 
And so I was like, okay, the platform, that's what it's for. Um, I don't know, man. I prefer a show with no stage, like in a small space. Um, but I get that you can't do that with something like Sound and Fury. Yeah. Um, the stage setups were just huge, dude. Like they were just like for hardcore, it was really crazy to see. Um, at first I was kind of bummed on it to be completely honest, but my perception changed as the day went on. Um, I still got to get an intimate experience with all the bands. It was a little harder. Um, that little platform definitely got really crowded really quick when a lot of people wanted to die. It was narrow. Yeah. I noticed that a lot of the singers like got down on the platform as they should to give the mic out to people to sing along, but then they were quickly like back up on the big stage. Cause they were like, it was hard to be there. It was really crowded. Did uh, you see the kid who like just pushed Pat Flynn over? Dude, no, but <laughs> do that, man. <laughs> Are you going to do that? Yeah. No, during head head. 19, he has to preserve his neck, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. He's like, um, he literally, uh, like during Fiddlehead, it was like second song or something. This kid just runs up and like pushes him back onto the stage, like onto his back. I was like, what are you doing, dude? Dude, I'll give it to Pat though. Pat stayed on the small platform pretty much the whole time. Yeah, he did. He did. Um, so I think like overall, I'll just say like both stages were huge. Both setups were huge. The sound was very loud. It, it sounded good. Um, the platform was cool. Like, it had to be there for yeah. Sound and Fury. Um, I think they wanted to do it big, obviously. They wanted to do big sound. They wanted to do big setup. I'm sure there had to be something to do with buying that package of, of stages to where it had to be a certain size. And they were like, okay, we're going to go with these sizes, but we're going to add this platform because we have to. Um, so well, I, I imagine the stages just are there, right? Like they're, they're part of the park. I have no idea, dude. I feel like they're probably part of the park. Yeah. Maybe. But um, it was dope that one of the platforms broke. That was sick. <laughs> I thought that was cool. Um, shout and out. then the drug church set, like, it was, like, it was all high. So you had to, like, you had to, like, really, like, push up to get there. Yeah, I actually, because Praise played right after uh, Scowl, and I love Praise, and I really just like lifted myself up onto that big stage and it wasn't that bad. Um, yeah. But I, I mean, was... overall, like it was a little too big for me, but I thought they made it work and it was fun. The last thing I'll say is, dude, shout out to that freaking crazy extended corner slash like barrier fence on the big stage. On the left-hand side of the big stage, there was like, a fence barrier and like a edge corner that extended like way out by oh the yeah platform and people were just destroying themselves on that thing dude like dude. i can't tell you how many people i saw dive and just like fold over the corner of that barrier myself uh, and uh juan from firestarter <laughs> and his partner melissa all watched this girl like jump during never-ending game and just like going like headbutt on it i was like oh like it's over sound of fear is ruined dude but uh that's it that's my two cents on the stage sound setup yeah 
Yeah. Um, this I, I thought the stage was cool. Um, it was it was certainly high. Uh, it was pretty fun to jump off the big one. I remember getting there. I was like, oh, are they going to get mad if I jump off the big one? But then it like everyone started jumping off the big one. Um, I, I saw the, the uh, drug church said I was jumping for that. And that was when like the, the little platform was broken. And it was like, it was kind of fun. Um, I guess the platform was sort of the best thing they could do. Um, Cause I'm with you, obviously. Uh, I want shows to be in like, like spare bedrooms. If shows can be as like small and like weird as possible. That's like where my um, head is about hardcore. That's like what I think is like special about hardcore is we can have these shows in small rooms. Obviously Sound and Fury is like a showcase of like the, the biggest of the big bands. So you can't really, you know, that's never going to happen. Um, and that being said, I think the high stage really helps people who might be shorter or, you know, um, just like, you know, need like that you can see anywhere in the venue. You can see how you can see the band no matter what. Um, and that's cool. Um, the platform was I think the platform was like the best possible choice. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, they hurt my shins, though. Dude, I I think I have a picture still. My shins are still recovering. Um, yeah, mine were bleeding at the end of the night. I'll have maybe when I drop the episode, I'll be like, I'll post a picture of my shins because I have one just absolutely destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> Risk it all for the core, though, man. That's what's up. Straight up. <laughs> the, the platform, though, was a good height. Like, it was like, yeah, yeah. There's like a perfect height for like where it's like, you can do like a front flip or something yeah but you're also not like being rude and it was like a good height for like you could stage dive perfectly like from the top one you were just being rude but i mean being rude's fun too i wanted yeah one thing i'll say that you brought up that i forgot to mention was so having the platform and then the bigger stage added like a really cool element of like those top tier dives yeah those top tier dives were like even that much cooler because it was like this isn't necessarily the stage we're encouraging you to dive off but it's still here for you and I definitely hit some there's a video I guess of me someone sent to me diving off that thing right into a camera person um that rules (laughs) or like Mark front flipping off it yeah Mark front flipping off yeah Mark from ceramic shout out ceramic yeah so that Um, was cool you know yeah no it was cool it was like an option it was like am i pretty stoked on this band or like am i stoked enough to get a little rude you know what i mean yeah the the big one was fun because it was it was kind of scary it was like it was like a skateboard trick too you had to like ollie the gap (laughs) (laughs) like jump the stairs dude totally yeah um but yeah i mean yeah overall um that's what's so cool about hardcore it's like you're gonna put something out there you know that bands are going to play on and the kids are going to make make out of it what they want you know yeah dude you, you can have there was so much potential for fun honestly if you went to sound and fury 2022 and you didn't get hurt and didn't have fun that's your bad yeah if you got hurt you know but and if all you have to say is negative things then you're just trendy because being negative and hating is what's cool right now straight up um but yeah okay so i think that's a good good coverage of 
things outside of um, music. Yeah. Um, I think we cover a lot of, I'm not like a big, like pit mosher when it comes to bigger shows, like as far as like um, breakdown mosh or two-stepping or side to side, like I'm not a big, I don't really mosh that way at big shows anyways, just because, I mean, I will, but like, I guess, yeah, I don't know. It just depends. has to be the right band. Um, But it was kind of it was yeah it was kind of cool to like two-step in the grass <laughs> like, i don't think we two-stepped at all i only like staged over like mean guy moshed yeah which is which is basically what i was doing but um i think uh the pit at those the pit at sound and fury was crazy dude like it was scary it was so so crazy like m- mad respect to everybody who moshed and survived and like just was participating in sound and fury this year because it was i gotta tell a horror story like during mind force i was like pretty close to the front and i like my face got wet and i was like i was like oh someone threw a water bottle like with the lid open and i looked and like there was this person next to me and their nose had just like exploded and i was like oh no that's the worst thing I want like to all their friends were like, hey. kickboxing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, I, I like, I got sprayed in the face, and I was like, I was like, oh, like water. And then I just looked, and there's this person like clutching their nose, and all their friends are like, get her, get out of here. I'm like, no, it's the worst thing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, overall, like, it was dope, dude. Shout out Sound and Fury. They did. They they went big, and they nailed it, dude. They did. They nailed it. Yeah. Shout out Sound and Fury. Shout out Brain Dead. Shout out uh, whoever else helped. Was it New Noise helped? I think, yeah, it was, the whole thing was sick. For sure. All right, let's get into the bands. The 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 most important part, um, I wanted to do this episode with you because uh, I think we have a very similar, like, uh, experience with hardcore in terms of, like, how much, like, what it means to me uh, on, like, an emotional level um and then that how that transitions into seeing some of my favorite bands live and being able to just like like be a part of that and like seeing the words to my favorite songs and just see those songs live and for sure uh, you're somebody who like you know there's a lot of people who I think would do this and just pick apart every band and not be able to really like be like well this band means a lot to me or, or I saw what this band played and how it affected other people. Yeah. And um, I know that you can have that conversation with me and there's a lot of people who just like to like pick it apart and be negative. And I didn't want it to be like that, you know? No. Yeah. There's bands on this. I kind of got my pre-pro list of these like top threes and there's bands on here. Like, I'm not going to say it obviously, cause there's no good reason for that, but you probably know there's bands I have on these lists that like, I don't, listen to at all yeah same uh, yeah, no. there's bands on this list i, I actually don't like but yeah. like yeah <laughs> no, me too me too um it's cool because i think we just i'll just touch on the lineup real quick when the lineup dropped and as the announcements went on i felt like a little disappointed because i feel like sound and fury has always had that has always like hit us with that punch of like oh damn that band's playing like that's crazy yeah. you know um trapped under ice uh guns up you know obviously have heart i mean that's a huge one uh, but yeah. there's always just those bands like that come in and like 
you know, Sabretooth Zombie, like just those like random bands. And you're Sabretooth like, oh. Zombie. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, dude, that's dope that that band's playing. And I didn't really feel like there was any of those bands this year, which is fine. Because um, after seeing all the bands over the weekend, it's like these are the bands who are active and hardcore who everybody loves. And that's really cool, you know? I uh, guess like Pity Sex was sort of that band for a lot of people. Yeah, I guess so. Um, I, yeah, I, I'm not going to pretend to act like I've listened to them or know anything about that band. So. You know what? I had never heard of them. Um, I thought when people were like, oh, Pity Sex is playing, that's crazy. I thought just based on the name, it was going to be some like, like punk, like in yeah. the vein of like Bib or like Glue or like Hoax or something. Because yeah. the name's kind of gnarly. Um, it's a sick name. Um, and then someone was like, no, it's like, like emo kind of like indie rock. Um, and I was like, okay, cool. Like I'll watch. And, uh, I watched and, uh, that of the whole fest, that was probably like the biggest, like pleasant surprise. I was like, oh, yeah. this is sick. And I, I listened to them. I drive for work I, and I, I listened to them like half the day at work. I listened to, um, yesterday. It was, it's really good. Dude. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah I think it's cool. Cause like, at least in the last like five years, Sound and Fury has been, you know, they've added hardcore adjacent or just bands that are somehow connected to the hardcore scene that aren't hardcore, like, mm-hmm. you know, Citizen, uh, Turnover, the basement set at Sound and Fury 2019 was, was you know, legendary. Um, so I think definitely having those like super heaven and those bands on was, was cool. And I think that totally. continue to be part of sound and fury. And I think it's really cool. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, let's get into the, let's get into the top three lists. Um, I love doing, <laughs> I love doing top, top fives and I love doing them with you more than anybody. Cause you're a nerd like me. <laughs> That's bad. You just gotta uh, have me on the show more. I just like talking about hardcore dude. Yeah um yeah maybe we'll do like a top top five um or something all right some of those i might have to make up on the spot i got top threes but let's do it okay so first uh we'll do sat we'll, we'll go by uh saturday first um top three overall performance uh I'll, I'll go first the way that i get like uh chose overall performance was like music like instrumentally musically sonically um like crowded response vibes like just overall like as a whole um viewing this band did i think they were great and so my number one band for saturday uh which i didn't even like mosh or dive or anything for this band uh was speed for one reason is because the singer's gratitude for playing the fest was like gave me goosebumps yeah he was so stoked that was cool yeah he was so stoked um all the people from other bands on stage were so stoked the crowd response was insane they sounded great um you know they're from australia like just the whole vibe was i thought it was like i'd never seen anything like that dude and then the the mosh was crazy um so there, there would be my number one. And I didn't even like mosh or participate in that set, but. Dude, I was laying in the grass. <laughs> uh, I was laying down on my back under the tree, looking at the sky while speed played. And I thought, wow, this band's awesome. And then I just <laughs> was like, I was so happy. 
Yeah, and I just think like this, like the gratitude that they had for being there, coupled with how much everyone loved them, I thought was great. Um, yeah. Second overall performance of Saturday, Pillars of Ivory, hands down. Um, oh, dude, you're making me change my list. <laughs> um, we can have the same list. It's cool. But just like the attitude of POI, dude, was like, we're different sounding. We're going to play heavy. We're going to play fast. We're going to have hip hop samples. We smoke weed. We don't care. We're the best band on the fest. Shout out to the best <laughs> band on the fest. Dude, the, the, the Gucci bandana flag thing. Dude, that guy rules. He's like, he's like a <laughs> member of Mind Force and POI just to like be on stage and be sick. So sick. It's so cool. Throwing out hundreds of pre-rolled joints. I mean, it was dope, dude. Like the whole vibe, I just, yeah. Honestly, they had just spent so much money, like on those pre rolls, or they just got them on the strength from people. You know, who knows, dude? They're just fake, or they were just fake. Oregano. <laughs> um, but yeah, I also didn't participate in that set either, dude. Like I watched from afar. Really. Um, and then my third top overall performance would is drug church um that's right drug church absolutely blew my mind on saturday and again didn't participate in that set i watched you know from a distance but from beginning to end they didn't miss a note they the sound guy was like wait don't start and the singer was like f you were starting <laughs> which i thought was sick um they just blew my mind dude like blew my mind so yeah those are my top three overall performances i did not mosh dive or participate in any of those sets um but i still thought those were the three best some outliers uh ingrown uh and angel ingrown was fun dude uh, ingrown was dope negative approach cover was sick uh i thought angel dust was great um and then fiddlehead for like overall performance for sure um and yeah that's it. Um, Don't all right. So my, oh, what's up? <laughs> Don't change your list. We could have the same one. <laughs> no, no. You were making me want to change my list. My <laughs> list was way different, but uh, my top was Fiddlehead. I mean, like as soon as he started, as soon as they started playing, it was like go time. That band is like, I mean, every time I've seen Fiddlehead, he like, he controls the crowd in a way that's like it's not controlling um yeah. Yeah, but yeah. it's like he like there's like a big grasp and he talks between sets uh or so, to, between songs and usually i'm like when people talk between songs i'm like all right so wrap it up let's go <laughs> but he he says things that are like actually poignant and smart and um fiddlehead was awesome um my second uh it's gonna be scowl if you break the stage, you get on the overall performance list. It was, yes. I mean, like you could tell they'd, they've done some big tours now. Um, they're back. Um, huge shout out that band. I mean, they, they play with, uh, who are they playing with? Not Lim Lenny Kravitz. Uh, Limp Biscuit. Some other guy. What? Limp Biscuit. Limp Biscuit. Okay. Yeah. Some other person I've never listened to before <laughs> in my life. Uh, but I mean, they're doing like these big tours and then, you know, if you're from Dylan and I seen, you know, they like right before that they played a like in all reality, like a 50 cap room, <laughs> uh, you know, that they, they're just a sick band. They broke the stage that rules. Um, they covered Fugazi. 
that's a brave move. Brave move. Um, and then uh, third is Drug Church also. Right. Um, Drug Church was awesome. I mean, they were at a disadvantage because they were playing on a really high stage because Scal <laughs> broke the stage. Um, and there was still dives. Um, Patrick still like got kids stoked. Um, Super stoked. I remember he said something like the song is like scientifically engineered in a lab for maximum stage dives. I was like, dude, you're corny. <laughs> dude, I forgot but, uh, about that. That was so sick. It was so cool. <laughs> Honestly. So here's the thing with drug church, like a little, a uh, little inside. I've never listened to drug church before, except for like in people's cars, but I don't own any records or anything like that. I love self-defense family. I listen to ax to grind and I like his poetry, but I had never listen to drug church because i was like oh it's a little poppy it's not really for me but i i think i'm a fan now after that set i i'm gonna probably go get the records it was awesome my honorable mentions are gonna be drain they got everyone on stage it was a california fest yeah it was like it was like dang this is like uh like this is california we're in california we're watching drain um everyone was stoked and then speed is my other honorable mention yeah, I, I yeah, I, I agree with you on Drain. I should have threw him in honorable mentions. Uh yeah, I agree. I love the beach balls and the boogie boards and it is sick. It, it's it sick. is sick. Yeah, California cursed. Yeah. I uh yeah. I was joking around with our friend Edwin the next day because uh we were like it was on Sunday. He's like, Yeah, we're not in California anymore. California's over. Drain already played. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> that's so funny sick um okay let's move to sunday sunday was really difficult for me dude like the sunday was definitely more my speed yeah me too and it was there was so many uh well let me just say shout out to every band that played the fest dude i don't like oh for real dude like, like every band was great uh so it was really hard to narrow these down uh there was no set where i was like oh like i wish i was like in my car yeah um okay I'm going to say this was hard for me, but this, I truly feel in my heart. This is, I stand behind this decision. I think in my opinion, the best overall performance on Sunday for me was terror. Um, I, I, there was so many good sets on Sunday. I didn't think anyone could top. I mean, but terror just continues to be the band dude. Like, um it's incredible what terror does yeah and like obviously the death threat cover you know with the death threat singer was like amazing but it's just like from beginning to end dude like they're just oh i don't know there's like three pits dude yeah it's just like like full music festival style every single part of the terror set was top tier in my opinion Uh, that new record rips too yeah, the new record's great. I mean, yeah, dude, just like they just, yeah, they just like stole the show kind of. Um, uh, and then number two, uh, best overall performance, I have to say Gulch. Um, I thought that they sounded incredible. The crowd response obviously was great. I just think like overall, like it was their last show. Um yeah, I just thought like they deserve to be a number two. And I believe, and I watched that set from afar. Um, it's funny because like all these sets that I'm picking as the best overall, 
I didn't really participate in. So I guess when I'm able to watch, you know, when I'm able to watch, I'm not like fighting for my life. I can see yeah. the hole better. I mean, I got a couple tear dives in just. Yeah. It's on, like the law. Yeah. Just on principle. But, um, and then, uh, Number three best overall performance, I have to say, was Magnitude. Uh, I thought that Magnitude sounded great. The crowd reaction was great. Um, just overall, I thought they were great. The dude barely even talked. They just played, um, which I thought was really sick. Um, they got all the straight edge kids really hyped up, which I thought was really sick. Yeah, they did. Um, and yeah. Uh, honorable mentions, uh, Cola Boy, dude. Cola Boy was, was, I almost put Cola Boy as number three because obviously 805, you know, those are the homies, but Cola, Boy, Cola Boy vibes so were good. so good, dude. Like, it was so fun. It was so fun. Yeah, Cola Boy was great. Uh, With the Chris De- guest vocals. Yeah, Chris Deadheat guest vocals. Um, and, you know, overall, Mind Force, I thought was was incredible as they always are um vibes and all so those are my son those are my sunday's best terror forever man that's right (laughs) yeah sunday was hard for me too i don't know what that was sorry there was like a uh, there was some crazy noise going on i don't know if it picked up but my bad um my my downstairs neighbors are like they're pretty gnarly um are they listening okay. so Sunday, best performance. I got to give it to Gulch. Um, if you're going to finish the song after they shut you down, that's sick, no matter what. Um, Sound of Fury got rolled because of Gulch. That rules. Yeah. I'm just kidding. It didn't get rolled. But um, the Gulch set, like I was telling some people, um, it was like one of the craziest things I've ever witnessed. Um, maybe one of the most annoying things I've ever been a part of because i was just like covered in dust yeah like multiple people who didn't want to mosh up front but like wanted to mosh in the back next to me would just like randomly start pushing people um but i mean it was so fun um their set was nuts um again like minimal talking but like the things he did have to say were important yeah um shout out that band that band is um i mean that band is like sort of like generational defining hardcore like you know when people you go through like years in hardcore or even like generations in hardcore there's certain bands you have to talk about like obviously like minor threat and bad brains agnostic front madball and then you know like sick of it all killing time all these bands um and i think gulch is gonna have to be like 20 years on people like oh yeah like you know the late 20 teens early 2020s like gulch was like a, a, a band that defined that era of hardcore and that's really special for sure um second is terror uh the death threat cover was the sickest cover of uh of the fest i think you might disagree with me but uh <laughs> the terror the death threat cover hearing it like in his, yeah dude it was so sick i so i didn't participate until that part i was like there's no way i'm not diving for a death threat cover by the singer of death threat that was it was insane um i kind of heard that it might happen before that there was like a rumor and i was like all right like if it does i'm gonna have to you know get hurt but uh 
I didn't get hurt and it was fun. That was an insane performance. And like you said, Tara's like, they're just the best at what they do. Um, my third is like a toss up between like four bands. So that's, I guess my honorable mention as well. I'll go through it quick. Mind Force was insane. Um, band's good every time. Never Ending Game, that was awesome. Um, their diss to UPS was really funny. Um, sure. Show Me the Body, that band is like, really uh like for it's it's a really special band i think because there's kids who might not come into hardcore through hardcore or punk or metal the way usually people do and show me the body is like kind of like a a gateway band but also a band you can be into your whole time in hardcore and what's up i do it every time i see them kids go nuts yeah and then tsunami they played for like 15 minutes and they played every hit and again people were going nuts yeah Shout out Tsunami, dude. Solid. Yep. Um, yeah. Shout out to Gulch for sure. I agree. Like, you know, looking back on hardcore in 20 years, the whole the whole RBS thing will be remembered forever for sure. I mean, that, oh, dude, for sure. that whole crew of bands for sure. Um, putting it on, putting on for California, no doubt. Um Okay, these are my favorites. Uh, personal fulfillment, emotional connection. That's what my favorite part of hardcore is. Uh, just has been since I was 15 years old. Um, so these are not necessarily, I think, the best overall performances, but these are the performances that meant the most to me, that I felt the most fulfilled and enjoyed the most. Um, I'll start with my top three for Saturday, uh, my number one for Saturday uh, was Anxious. Uh, and that's a really like big number one, I guess, or a hot take or whatever. But Anxious, when the Anxious 7-inch came out, it was one of my favorites um, for some reason. Just the song about divorced parents, um, the song about, you know, friends growing out of friendships in just four songs that seven inch was very meaningful to me and uh the first time i saw anxious last fall with koyo play to like 11 people it sucked <laughs> really yeah um not not the bands but just the vibes supply and demand is kind of like a hit or miss venue um never been there yeah so to see Anxious again, to have interviewed them on this show before they were as big as they are, um, to know, you know, the guys in the band, the kids in the band, really. Um, and just to like the, the whole thing, dude, like I just walked away from that set smiling um, and felt really stoked about it. They played a song off that seven inch that they don't really play anymore. And I just had a great time. Um, so shout out to Grady and, you know, all the anxious kids. That was a great set. Number two, easy fiddlehead. Um, like we already kind of talked about it. Yeah. Insanely great live band. Um, fiddlehead at nighttime in LA outside. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Was legendary, dude. Like just. I was speechless afterwards. I I didn't really know what to say about it. And I still don't know what to say about it. Uh, incredible band, incredible set. 
I hit, I hit my first uh, top tier stage dive <laughs> and uh, during Fiddlehead, you know, cause like you said, it's like, I can't remember what song it was. Oh, Poem You, which is one of my favorite songs of all time. Great grief song. Um, propelled me to the big stage to dive off. Um, and then third most fulfilling set for me on Saturday was Praise. Um, these <laughs> I'm noticing this is like three New England, <laughs> not really yeah. hardcore bands, but uh, I love Praise. Um when they played makes no sense people went crazy uh you know i i walked away from that set feeling very fulfilled also because i love that band and i never got to see them um so yeah there you go i there was no other bands that i really was personally connected to on saturday so that's it um all right top three for personal enjoyment saturday Number one, Pillars of Ivory. I've been wanting to see that band since that record came out. I think this was like their second show. Um, this probably on the fest was probably the band I was most stoked for um, because it was the only band that I was really excited for that I hadn't seen before. Um, and uh, I mean, I laughed. I hate moshed. I stage dove. I, 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 you know, the, everything I wanted to do in one set, it was, it was awesome. Smoke um, pounds. <laughs> yeah, what was the one? It was like shout out to every band on this fest. Sorry, we're better. Like, <laughs> so I, sick, dude. It was so cool. <laughs> um, let's see. Second, Fiddlehead. You covered it all. I mean, that was definitely. I think I've seen Fiddlehead three times. Um, and I think that was my favorite I've ever seen them. Um, final. I'm gonna go Ingrown. Um, Boise's got a special place in my heart. Uh, in time, played Boise, and everyone up there was nothing but cool to us. Um, so I, I really think the Boise scene is, is a special thing. Um, and uh, Ingrown, I think that was also my third time seeing them. And uh, it was also the best. It was super fun. Um, in live band. And you know what? It was a lot harder, I think, for the bands earlier in the day to make their sets go off. And yeah. Ingrown achieved that um, with the Wall of Death. Uh, if you don't know what a Wall of Death is, you can figure it out or something like that. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, plus, like, dude, like singing and playing guitar, it's wild. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, Ingrown doing that sound as a three piece is it's nuts. It's nuts, dude. And they're, every time I've seen them, it's, mayhem yeah yeah there's such a crazy vibe yeah what did the singer say he's like i love mcdonald's or something like right oh, yeah yeah he's like i love mcdonald's let's go or something like that yeah that rules dude yeah that was awesome um sick okay transitioning to sunday this is uh probably was my favorite list to make um i've been going to hardcore shows for a long time there's been a lot of shows I've been to where it fills my heart up more than I can really describe. Um, and like I said, that's, that's a, what my favorite part of hardcore is. Um, but I definitely walked away from some of these sets on Sunday feeling like that feeling um, to its fullest. Um, and okay top band Sunday that I was most fulfilled for was never ending game. 
Um, shout out to Cam Crisis, um, the drummer of In Time, <laughs> for getting me into Never Ending Game last year because I had never really took the time to listen to him. And Cameron was like, dude, check this band out, check out their lyrics. And I just fell in love with Never Ending Game. That band rips. Yeah, dude. Um, yeah, I fell in love with, with that band, um, this band. And seeing them on Sunday was when they played one of those nights, I just climbed on stage and just like went straight for the singer and was just like screaming my heart out because I love those lyrics. And he just like put his arm around me and was just like so down for it, which was like, that it was, dude, yeah, it gives me goosebumps right now. Like it was just amazing, dude. Uh, yeah. And I just felt so great after seeing them and after surviving that set because it got pretty violent at certain times um and then number two easy magnitude uh i've been like a hater or love it magnitude fan since they came out um but i had never seen them before and i i love the record they put out um and i was like the full stage pile up like brought me back to when i was younger and it happened yeah. it happened twice or maybe three times during their set like unannounced which i thought was like insane um and to just be like diving on top of people on top of the stage um for that's those- the danger zone too because you're like you're like 40 feet up there when you're <laughs> <laughs> uh and just there's some songs on that record that i really love and uh I think I just felt like very um, took me back to my youth during that set. You know, I was cool. like, you know, I was the singer barely talked and then they just went off and uh, the the full stage pileup was sick. Um, and then another easy number three for me was one step closer. Um, I interviewed that band a while ago before they got as big as they are now and kind of became homies with them and so to see them play that set and be a part of it was really awesome um and yeah of course of course dude the title fight cover i mean dude like so many people are like that was so lame bro like people are just hating in my opinion i was like in a jail cell for a lot of times when title fight was big. <laughs> so I never got to see them. Um, and I feel like one step closer has the pass to do a title fight cover. Cause they're from Wilkes-Barre. Um, you know, they're friends with title fight and that was really special for me. I loved it. I thought it was really awesome. Um, and so, yeah, I walked away from that set also feeling just really stoked for One Step Closer and how, how much how, they're such a hardworking band. Um, and then honorable mentions were Spy and Tear, but the sunblock in my eyes kind of ruined it for me with Spy. <laughs> but the Frosted Flakes were sick. <laughs> that was so cool. So that's it. Um, all right, Sunday, I got uh, Spy actually is my number one. Damn, um, nice dude that was so fun I, that was a good set i love spice sound uh, it's been a band i've been stoked on sort of since they came out um shout out those guys like like scowl uh you know 
make sure they stop in smaller places. They're a huge band right now, but they're still just stoked to play like like punk shows um, that band rules. Um, second, World Peace, uh, sort of similar story. Um, that band played in Times for a show. Um, I booked that band in a little bookstore in Simi Valley a couple years ago. Uh, that band's just really special to me and seeing them like on the big stage was really, really cool. Um, they killed it. I was wondering how it was going to go with Derek as the vocalist only and not the vocalist and drummer. Um, they, okay, I didn't I, realize that's how it was now. Yeah, I've never seen them. I've seen them as a two-piece. I've seen them as a three-piece. This is my first time seeing them as a four-piece okay. and also my first time seeing them with a standalone singer. And it was great. It's never bad. Um, but yeah, great band. Um, third, probably Cola Boy. Um, it was awesome seeing my you know good friend David, um, who plays in Terena, awesome band. Um, Matthew on stage, you know, just like at Sound of Fury, you know, that it wasn't hardcore and everyone was stoked. It's from our town and our friends. It was awesome. Um, honorable mention, Terror, Death Threat cover. Yeah. It's like um, one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Um, I was so stoked on that. Never Ending Game. Uh, I didn't really mosh for Never Ending Game, but um, it was my first time seeing a full set of theirs. No, it wasn't. I saw that full set at that Turnstile show, but uh, it was still really fun. Um, but yeah. Solid, dude. Yeah, Spy was, uh, it was sick to see Spy like in yeah i got sunblock in my eyes so i was like really struck so did i i was also wearing the same shirt as the singer so like you know <laughs> i actually got special privileges afterward um they're like hey you're wearing the same shirt as the singer um they took me back i got free food i got free merch from every band uh and uh yeah i'm actually uh, an honorary member of every band that played now no, <laughs> none of that happened but we were wearing the same shirt that was cool yeah, well, I did uh, your life in 2021, kind of like a recap on last year in hardcore. Yeah. Um, and Spy was the best show I went to last year. Spy at the CFF in Oxnard was one was of that the 2021. Yeah, I think. Wow. I would have told you that was 2022. It was like December. Uh, that oh, okay. was one of the best shows I've been to like all time. That was the best show I went Me to. Me too. It's so fun. That band is very special. And, uh, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, dude, solid, solid list. Cola Boy, big shout out, dude. I was yeah, for real. vibing hard with the Cola Boy set. Was hyped um, for David too, dude. Um, in the in the aviators, so dude, sick, so sick. I know. Um, okay, we're almost wrapping it up. The most important, maybe, crowd response. Um, again, this is kind of like my crowd response list is basically the same as for Saturday is basically the same as my overall performance list. Um, from what I can tell, from what I could see, um, obviously it's a very limited pers perspective. The bet, the biggest crowd response I saw or what I thought on Saturday again was speed. Um, I thought in my opinion, huge crowd response, Number two uh, was Fiddlehead, just because of how emotional of people around me were. Like, dude, I saw so many people around me just like, yeah, just like singing their heart out, as was I. And I saw like all the homies diving during Fiddlehead. Oh, yeah. Like Jeremy was up there. 
um you know all the fire starter boys like yeah. everyone everyone was diving for fiddlehead dude yeah it was fun which was sick um and i almost would wanted to put which maybe i would go back and put drug church as number one but like on saturday the crowd response for drug church was insane dude like dude, it was nuts it was nuts i was like that band blew my mind dude um huge shout out to drug church and then like right in this honorable mentions uh tsunami uh tsunami drain and ingrown the drain drain crowd response is always great um tsunami crowd response was was insane dude like i have a lot more respect for that band than i used to um Mm -hmm. not that i yeah i mean i i shouldn't say never respected but i've seen them more and more and i just they're just uh you know they're just a cool band and people go crazy for them so yeah um yeah and the ingrown like i saw ingrown at 1720 last year and they did the wall of death really sick yeah and they're just a they're a top crowd response band always so when he says yeehaw <laughs> so sick dude but yeah drug church shout out drug church for real <laughs> All right, my top three crowd responses Saturday. Um, it's not really a top three. There's a lot of them. But I, mean, I got to give it to Drain. Um, yeah. People went crazy for Drain. Fiddlehead, same thing. We've really we've talked about – I've talked about Fiddlehead every Saturday list. Not much more needs to be said. But, man, people went crazy for Fiddlehead. Mm-hmm. Uh, military Gun, actually, was yeah, like a big one. Um, and then uh, Scowl, obviously. You know, they, if you break the stage, you're you're in the crowd response list. Yeah. Um, and like you said, speed, drug church. Yeah. Everyone went off Saturday, but those were the ones where I was like, oh, dang, people love this band. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I forgot about the stage breaking. So shout out to Scal for that. It's dope. so sick. Breaking uh, things rules. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay. So here's my, my top three crowd responses for Sunday. Like, I'm just going to say first, Gulch is, like, that's kind of, like, a given. Like You have to give it to them. Like, their crowd response was was the best because it was their last show and they killed it. Um, but outside of that, the my opinion, the top crowd response Sunday, and maybe it's because I was so surprised by it, was Magnitude, dude. Like, I know people like Magnitude, but when they started – I mean, when you have when you have an entire stage pile up on the first freaking song of the set, like that's a big deal, dude. Like they had the whole stage full of people, yeah, along to Defy on the first song, like, and then uh, you know their their whole set from top to bottom, people just went insane. The Straight Edge Kids were like freaking lethal during that set yeah 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 um i would say outside of gulch magnitude in my opinion was the biggest crowd response um followed very closely by god's hate which i don't yeah i'm not like a god's hate fan um i've seen them a few times but that was my first time watching them dude insane insane like the crowd response for God's hate was like unmatched, dude. <laughs> like, so I was like, I was, uh, I was, I watched them, but like kind of from afar, I was like eating a pupusa at the time. And uh, I was just like eating 
calmly and then i just hear like brody king he's just like violence violence i was like this this rules <laughs> people went crazy dude um and then i can't really i mean i just like terror obviously is right there too the crowd response for terror was insane the crowd response for never ending game was insane the crowd response surprisingly for gridiron was like deadly like it was insane yeah, you can't you wouldn't catch me anywhere near the front for gridiron no me either um mind force spy i was very surprised at how crazy people went for spy early in the day too early in the day um you know one step closer played at like probably the hottest time of the day probably the hottest and when the dust really started getting bad one step closer played and people just went crazy for them uh same with never ending game i think the one step closer never ending game back-to-back rock block was epic that's crazy yeah (laughs) um but yeah that's it man shout out to all the kids who moshed and turned up even though it was hot and dusty I wonder if there's anyone who moshed for every band or like every moshable band. I'm sure there was. There's always some of those guys. Some maniac. Yeah. Um, all right. My Sunday list, you got to give it to Gulch. Um, and yeah. my, the reason I say they had the number one crowd response is because about three fourths of the way through the Gulch set, I was like, all right, I got to get out of this dust. I'm tired. And I tried to leave. And there was like another pit. And I was like, oh, I got to cross that. Like, so it, was like it was just like no escape. So I'll say that. Um, terror. I mean, ter- I've never seen terror not go off. I'm sure maybe it's happened, but it, it, I've never seen it. Um, everyone loves terror. It's like, if you like, if you like hardcore, you like terror. Um, uh, Mind Force was insane. Um, more kickboxing. Um <laughs> I was, I was scared for my life. Uh, show me the body. Same thing. Kids yeah. just going nuts. Yeah. Um, I liked the end of the set with like, thanks for show me the body. And he said it in like, <laughs> like such like a New York way. It was sick. Yeah. Uh, never ending game. They were awesome. Uh, people were going nuts. Like I saw you get that like vocal part. It, yeah. It was like a, that was a big one. Um, yeah, man. I mean, and then like, um, some of the more adjacent bands too, like Pity Sex on Sunday, like people were like singing along and stuff. One dude stage dove and I was like, oh, uh, like why, why are you doing that? But I mean, like it, people love that. People love those adjacent bands too. Like you got to give it to them too. Um, and uh, yeah, dude, the whole, I feel like everybody had good crowd response except for maybe the first couple bands on Saturday due to like the line thing. But and even they all got like respect, yeah. you know? Gun got kind of, I gun got kind of burnt, but that gun got kind of burnt on the on the line thing, and that bummed me out because I love that band. Yeah, they're a great band for sure. They're so good. Uh, yeah, Big Laugh is a band we didn't mention. Who, who dude, Big Laugh was so good. Yeah, Laugh was so good, um, and they're on Rev now. That's cool. That's a cool look for Rev. For sure, great band. Um, yeah, it's I just love when like even the members of bands are like blown away by yeah the crowd response. And I remember after Neverending Game played one of those nights, the singer like like I think he like lost his like collared Neverending Game shirt and he like moved up to the big stage and was like he was like, "Oh my god, like holy 
whatever like you guys are crazy like i love when that happens dude because yeah. like, it's just so like humble of a band to be like you know whoa like we didn't realize people love us this much you know yeah tsunami was talking about that too you know yeah. he was and then uh with, when mind force came out he's like i feel like i'm at woodstock <laughs> Dude, that guy's so awesome, J Mindforce. Dude, I'm moving to California. <laughs> yeah, it was dope. Dude, you gotta uh we'll I'll finish, we'll finish after this, but I meant to bring this up when we talk so much about fiddlehead, but uh a sick or funny like mic grab part for the fiddlehead. I can't remember what song it was when he's like, My best friend Ryan and I met at a middle school dance in 1997. <laughs> Someone yeah. grab the mic for that. No, no, no. What I was saying, how, fun, how funny would that be if someone grabbed the mic for that part? Because they played it, but he didn't do the spoken word. Yeah. Like, just grab the mic and, like, my best friend Ryan and I met at a middle school dance in 1997. <laughs> do, you, uh, do you listen to Graf Orlock? I haven't in a long time. Dope. Oh, so they, they always have those movie samples at the beginning. Yeah. I love seeing them because no one knows their lyrics, so no one piles up the lyrics, but everyone sings along to the samples. Yeah. Dude, like, yells another, samples. like another crowd response thing in regards to tsunami is like people are like chanting their samples too. Yeah. It's like so sick, dude. Um, but yeah, I think overall sound and fury ruled um thanks for nerding out on it with me yeah thanks for having me yeah i think it was great um excited for what's to come for sound of fury um yeah the biggest takeaway i still want to say is like terror dude terror's just like insane dude (laughs) it's so crazy how like they just put out a new record too (laughs) yeah who what i i don't know any other band that's like like 20 years into their time as a band put out like maybe the, one of their better records it's so sick yeah. oh wait seven seconds but i mean yeah. th- that's like also like a top tier like defining hardcore band so i mean terry you're up there with seven seconds that's pretty <laughs> sick for sure um okay and thanks everyone for listening this interview is going to end in like a couple seconds and then you're going to hear a playlist of all the specific songs we thought were played the best at Sound of Fury. So peace and love till next time. Yeah, shout out Sound of Fury, shout out Brain Dead, shout out everyone involved.
Somebody help me with it. I get nervous, man. I forget this shit. You want it. You want it, you got it.
There's a time in life, yeah, where we're searching for answers. I'll be asking myself about a getaway plan. Do I take a jet plane? Should I learn to drive? Yeah, will I make it if I walk there? Yeah. Mm-hmm.